What can I say about Super Smash Bros. Melee? Other than being the second entry in the Super Smash Bros. series, this game redefined the series and made it into the competitive fighting game it is today. No matter how many years have passed, people still play this game either for competitive reasons or just for fun, myself included. Yeah, for as amazing and revolutionary as Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is, I still think Melee is the better game, but that's a topic for another episode. Maybe I'll save it for a group discussion because that topic is way too subjective for me to talk about by myself. But I do know what I can discuss on my own. Stages. It's funny. Every time I listen or watch anything Smash Bros related, it's always about characters or potential news for what Sakurai has in store for this ongoing fan service. Yet, I never hear anybody talk about stages too much, which is where this episode comes in. I'll be sharing with you guys my top 10 favorite stages from Super Smash Bros. Melee. Yes, it would be logical to start with Smash Bros. 64, but there's only 8 stages in that game. Melee, on the other hand, has about 29 stages to choose from. However, I'll only be including the stages that debuted in Melee, so stages like Congo Jungle, Yoshi's Island, and Dreamland won't be counted because they were already introduced in Smash 64, but there's still plenty of stages to go around. I'll be judging these stages based on their layout, music, and any special gimmicks they may or may not have. As always, everything I say is just my opinion, so don't get salty like all you Melee players who get dominated in tournaments. I will know because I was one of those players. <laughs> I'm Eric from Geeks Crossing, and this is the top 10 stages from Super Smash Brothers Melee! Sorry, I had to do that. Rest in peace, headphone users. <laughs> Before I get to my list, I want to give a quick shout out to the rest area. I know this stage is only accessible in all-star mode, but I have to mention it at least once. It's so peaceful and serene that it makes you want to live on this stage. The whole park motif and the water fountain in the background is a nice touch. And the music, oh my god. The music is so captivating, it's not even funny. I used to stay in the rest area for hours as a kid just to listen to the music. Even today, I still listen to Melee's rest area theme to help me go to sleep or just to cheer me up in general. Even though the other rest areas were good in their own way, this one will always be my favorite. Okay, I think I gave the rest area enough praise than it already has. Let's move on to the list. Number 10, Foreside. I had a hard time choosing between Onid and Foreside to put on this list. Ultimately, I decided to go with Foreside because I think it offers much more than Onid, at least in my opinion. Anyway, Foreside is a stage based off the Mother slash Earthbound series. To this day, I still haven't played Earthbound. I mean, I have the SNES Classic Edition, so I shouldn't have any excuses. Either way, I'm content with Smash Bros giving me all the Earthbound knowledge that I need, and Foresight is one of them. I like the nighttime setting, as it makes me feel like I'm home. I won't specify where I'm from, but let's just say I'm used to seeing a lot of skyscrapers, though UFOs are a different story. All jokes aside, I always found it cool how a UFO likes to appear every now and then, giving players an additional platform to fight on, albeit briefly, but still. And the music is honestly pretty good. Sure, it's not as happy and joyful as Onid's theme, but I think Foresight's smooth and relaxing tempo makes it more appealing to listen to. Probably the only complaint I hear from the stage is the platforming. Trust me, people. There's a lot worse platforming in other stages. <coughs> Great bow. <coughs> Overall, Foresight is a good stage. Number 9. Temple. Despite my indifference towards the Legend of Zelda series, I actually like Temple, believe it or not. Sure, this stage gets a lot of hate for being too massive in size, but that's the point. Back in the day, this was the largest stage to ever appear in a Smash Bros game, which made it very iconic. That is until other stages were inspired to be huge as well, except most of them sucked. <coughs> Great maze! <coughs> I'll admit, exploring the outskirts of Zelda's castle was fun. 
as it offers a lot of areas and platforms for players to fight on. If you're someone that prefers fighting up close and personal, then your best places to fight are at the bottom or far right section of the stage. Both of them have small blast zones, so you don't have to worry about too many recoveries. The music is pretty good as well, and I like how we get to hear the Fire Elmo music play whenever you unlock Roy on this stage. Just to compensate that there's no stage based off Fire Emblem, Temple may leave you on the run for most fights, but at least it was something unique for its time. Number 8. Pokey Floats. Yes, I had the balls to put Pokey Floats on this list. Just hear me out, people. I used to play on this stage a lot as a kid. I mean, it was a stage where you fight on top of giant Pokemon, so how can I not be amazed by this? Unfortunately, Pokey Floats is one of those stages that people despise a lot for two reasons. One, the constant movement, and two, the platforming. These two go hand in hand actually. While fighting, the Pokemon floats will constantly move around, encouraging you to be on your feet. Staying on the float too long will lead to an instant knockout, and some floats are a pain in the ass to climb on. That's right, I'm talking about you, Wooper. I apologize to all you Wooper fans out there. Despite all that, this was a really fun stage. Even today, I still find myself fighting on this stage from time to time. And I gotta give the music credit for recreating three battle themes from the Gen 1 games, those being the Trainer, Wild Pokemon, and Gym Leader battle themes respectively. Fun fact, did you guys know that the Pokemon floats are the models from Pokemon Stadiums 1 and 2? I didn't realize it until I played those games years later, and apparently there's a special glitch that can cause all the Pokemon floats to appear at once before the matches start. I haven't tried this glitch myself, but I heard it can cause your games to freeze almost instantly. Not taking that chance. Number 7. Mute City. If you're one of those people who played through Adventure Mode numerous times, then you should know this stage by heart. Much like the Mother series, I have yet to play any games from F-Zero, and to be honest, I don't think I'll ever because I heard it's a lot more complicated than Mario Kart or whatever racing games you guys are familiar with. Mute City is a pretty fun stage. Traveling through one platform that occasionally morphs into the racetracks, then you hear this siren that warns players about upcoming carts coming your way, and if you don't move in time, your asses will get run over. Though I discovered years later you can actually destroy a car or two if you decide to wait by the sidelines. Of course, you have to have the right angle to accomplish this. Believe me, it's not as easy as it sounds. Still, the greatest thing to come out of this stage is the music. Melee's remix to Mute City is hands down the best version of this track. And this is coming from a guy who didn't play any of the F-Zero games. Mute City is full of non-stop action and kick-ass music, which is why I put it on this list. Number 6. Yoshi's Story I can already hear those who play Smash Bros. competitively saying, FINALLY, HE'S TALKING ABOUT A TORMENT LEGAL STAGE. No joke, this is one of the few stages from Melee that's not banned from tournaments. And you might hear the rest of those stages make the list. Hint hint, wink wink. Anyway, what I find most interesting about this stage is how everything is made out of cardboard. Right down from the platforms, clouds, and even the water. I've never played Yoshi's Story on the N64, so I can't say for sure if all these things are references, but if you guys have played that game, let me know if I was right to a certain extent. Either way, it's visually impressive. Though, the only things that are made out of cardboard are the Shy Guys that more often than not get in the way of your attacks, but sometimes drop food if their AI is feeling generous, as well as Randall the Cloud who can be used as additional platforms so long as he doesn't disappear. But why is this stage tournament legal? Simple. Its compact structure makes it useful for 1v1s, especially if you play as Marth and keep using forward smash on your opponents. I swear, this stage is perfect for Edge Guardian as Marth. It's definitely bullshit in every capacity, but I love it so much. I also like the cheerful music and the cutout images that appear in the sky. The one that stuck out to me the most was the wine glass. Maybe that's what Sakurai was drinking to ease the pain out of this game's brutal as fuck development. Number 5. 
Fountain of Dreams. It'd be absurd if I didn't include a stage based off Kirby. And I think it's safe to say that Fountain of Dreams is the best Kirby stage in this game. Don't get me wrong, Green Greens is a decent stage. But those blocks and Whipsy constantly blowing in your fucking face can be irritating at times. And like I said, Dreamland won't be included anyway because it's already appeared in Smash 64. Either way, I was going to include Fountain of Dreams anyway because it's indeed one of my favorite stages of all time. It's so beautiful to look at with its nighttime setting, the bright dark colors, and the water that reflects the platforms and streams off stage. Not to mention the remix to the Mountain of Dreams theme from Kirby. However, a lot of people dislike fighting on stage simply because of the water physics. No joke, this stage can be slippery as fuck the more you dash. To be fair, this was the first time they tried to incorporate any sort of physics in Smash before they decided to go overboard in Brawl. The less said about Brawl and its shitty physics, the better. Fountain of Dreams is not only a pleasure to look at, but a great stage to fight on, and I love the update graphics they gave this stage in Ultimate. Number 4, Corneria. Shout out to all the guys I played Melee with during my study hall period of senior year of high school. Corneria is my area. I'm serious, out of all the stages from Melee, this was the one stage we played on consistently, which is why I ranked it so high because I have sort of an emotional attachment towards it. Aside from that, I find Corneria to be a fun stage either way. The fact that you're fighting on top of the Great Fox while avoiding attacks from R-Wings and Wolfings, I'll admit, those hazards can be bullshit at times, especially if you decide to hide on top of the laser guns under the ship, which will inflict a shitload of damage on you given how ridiculously large their hitboxes are. Trust me, we all hit on top of those lasers at least once and paid the ultimate price. The music is epic as well, probably one of my favorite tracks in the game, period. And another reason why this stage is ranked so high is because it's one of those few stages that has hidden secrets, or as we gamers like to call them, easter eggs. Going back to adventure mode real quick, once you reach Corneria and beat Fox, a brief cutscene featuring the other members of Star Fox will appear and get ready to blast your ass. Normally Falco, Slippy, and Peppy will appear in that scene, but if you beat Fox in less than 30 seconds, he'll appear in that cutscene while Falco takes his place in the second fight. That was definitely something for its time before other stages decided to copy that easter eggs in future titles. This includes, but not limited to, Shadow Moses Island Brawl, Palutena's Temple, and Smash Bros. Wii U, and pretty much every other Star Fox stage that appeared since Melee. As much as I love Corneria, there are still few stages that I find to be slightly better. Number 3. Pokemon Stadium Honestly people, are you that surprised that I put another Pokemon-related stage on here? Aside from being a huge Pokemon fan, this stage is extremely fun to fight on. I mean, it's a huge-ass stadium with an audience and Jumbotron that captures all the action. This really accentuates the competitive aspects of Smash Bros. And it almost feels like you're watching a big sports game live, even though I don't give two shits about sports. I appreciate the motif either way. What makes this stage stand out more is how the field will arbitrarily change to a certain Pokemon type, Starting from a grassy plateau to represent grass, a burned forest and shack to represent fire, a lake with a windmill to represent water, and lastly, a large canyon to represent rock. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate that they couldn't provide field variants for every type, but I guess 4 is reasonable, given how short the game's development cycle was. If I had to pick which field variant is my favorite, it'd probably be the water one. I don't know why, but I always like the whole lake motif, and the windmill is a nice touch. Yes. I'm aware that the platforming in this field variants can be annoying to go through at times, especially the burned trees, but there are far more worse forms of platforming in other stages, I can personally tell you that. The remix to the Pokemon main theme is so iconic to listen to, which is another reason why I love this stage so much. Looking back, I felt like this stage could have been more fleshed out if they had Pokemon roaming around, 
then again, this game came out between Generations 1 and 2, and most of the Pokemon from those generations appeared as Pokeball allies. At least that idea became a reality in Pokemon Stadium 2 from Brawl, and the Kalos League Stadium from Smash Bros. Wii U. Pokemon Stadium may have aged over time, but it's still a fun and memorable stage, and it was the starting foundation for many great Pokemon-themed stages in future games. Number 2. Battlefield At long last, we reach a stage that's not based off an existing Nintendo property, but rather a stage exclusive to the Super Smash Bros. series, and what better stage to mention than Battlefield, originally known as Dual Zone from Smash 64, which was only available in Classic mode for some reason, it was later amplified and accessible in every game afterwards, where it's now the stage we know today as Battlefield. There are so many iconic things to mention, I don't know where to start. Well, just to recap, this is one of the first special stages to be available outside of Classic or Adventure mode. Speaking of which, Battlefield is the last stage where you fight on before facing Master Hand in Classic mode, and it's where you fight Metal Mario and Luigi in Adventure mode before facing Bowser. However, the inhabitants to this stage are the Fighting Wiremen, living embodiments of frameworks from other fighters, and by that, I only mean Captain Falcon and Zelda for some reason. Essentially, there are more advanced versions of the Polygon Fighters from Smash 64. You can fight them in Adventure Mode before fighting the Metal Mario Bros, and in Multiman Mode, where you have options like 10-Man Smash, 100-Man Smash, and the extremely ball-busting Cruel Smash. At least you get to listen to some amazing music while your ass gets obliterated. Either way, the music for Battlefield is still fantastic, and tracks from other stages play on the stage too, like Corneria when you try to unlock Falco, or Pokefolks if you're trying to fight Mewtwo in All-Star mode. Battlefield went through many changes over the years. Personally, Melee's version will always be my favorite, with simple design, dark colors, and outer space-like setting. And it's still astonishing that as of Smash Ultimate, nearly every stage has its own Battlefield variant. Of course, that does diminish what makes Battlefield so special. It's still a nice addition they added nonetheless. As much as I love talking about Battlefield, there's still one more stage that I have a soft spot towards. Number 1. Final Destination My favorite stage in Super Smash Bros. Melee is hands down, Final Destination. Tell me you guys didn't see this coming. Final Destination is just so iconic that I had to put it as number 1. It's flat stage without any hazards or platforms makes any fighting all the more straightforward. And it definitely gives off a final level type of vibe, especially if you're playing classic or adventure mode, in which you face either Master Hand or Bowser in the latter. And that's not the best part. If you're someone like me who likes to be challenged, then you'll be treated to something special if you're playing those modes on a higher difficulty. For classic mode, Crazy Hand will appear and fight alongside Master Hand to give players more of a challenge. And this was Crazy Hand's first appearance in the series too. So imagine fighting Master Hand for the 100th time, and then suddenly another giant white hand appears and starts unleashing erratic attacks. In Adventure Mode though, just when you think you beat Bowser once again, his trophy will suddenly rise from the bottomless pit and he'll transform into Giga Bowser, a gigantic and more monstrous version of Bowser that's only seen in the Super Smash Bros. series. That was fucking insane, and it was one of the coolest things about playing this game's Adventure Mode. Of course, you can also fight these same bosses in Event 50 where you fight both Master Hand and Crazy Hand, who are both at full health this time, and Event 51 where you fight Giga Bowser alongside Ganondorf and Mewtwo. As you can imagine, I got destroyed by both of those events as a kid, but I kept going because if I didn't, then my career as a Smash Bros player would have ended a long time ago. And do I even have to explain the music? It's so epic to explain in words, and I love its alternate theme where you hear a remix to Melee's opening. God, I love this stage so much. And just like Battlefield, each stage now has their own Final Destination variant. 
although the proper term is Omega Form, where every hazard and platform is omitted in exchange for one flat stage to fight on. Again, kinda diminishes what makes this stage so special. Either way, it's still revolutionary. Final Destination went through changes a lot throughout the years, but I still prefer its melee version. The gray and light purple appearance along with the Smash Bros core at the very bottom, and the whole background changing the longer the fight lasts, starting off in space, then being surrounded by cubic cores, and eventually the sky. These changes are so majestic that it can distract you every now and then. I don't know what else to say. Final Destination lives up to its name as being the final stage players fight on, and it's the one stage I play on consistently to this day. I'm sorry if those last two entries were so generic, but I couldn't resist. Anyway, I had fun going back to Melee and talking about the stages I love. Now, this begs the question, does this mean I'm going to go over stages in Brawl, Smash 4, and Ultimate? Well... It doesn't sound like it'd be out of the realm of possibilities, but I'll have to play through all those games again just to get a full experience on their respected stages. Unfortunately, my copies of Brawl and Smash 4 are long gone, which means I'll have to improvise. And who knows, I might decide to talk about them with a guest or two. So if anybody wants to join me in talking about Smash Bros. stages, be my guest. Anyway, thank you all for listening to yet another Geeks Crossing Podcast. Join our Discord server and follow our Instagram page if you haven't already. And if you have a problem, settle it and smash! Sorry, headphone users. <laughs>